0: Wrestling Soup is intended for a mature audience. We like to use naughty words.
3: But, you don't want to have but, an article about but, how you need to be canceled. But, how wrestling but, soup
1: but, is a hate crime. But, Those two gags are hate crimers. They're creating hate crimes. And they're invading my safe space of my journalistic website but, where but, I
0: say but, things. But, say but, things.
1: But, 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 a journalist. Journalist. Yes, yeah, so I don't want to insult but, fucking uh, but, whatever the fuck but, but, is Spaghetti McAllister. Whatever. But,
0: wrestling
3: It's about but, time we banish but, Anthony Missionary but, time. But, Thomas for the terrible thing that he's oh,
4: I'm gonna laugh you right out of my life. Make it a beautiful job.
1: No russic soup. Nice dulcet tone. I'm Anthony Missionary Thomas. He's Josephine Numbers. Ow. Ow. Oh.
3: Oh, miss, you're podcasting too hard. Oh, am I? Oh. Oh. Ah. Oh, that hurts. Oh, yeah, it does. Ah.
1: You like that?
3: Yeah, real quick, I'm going to jump off <laughs> a ladder onto my neck.
1: Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, is that good for you, too, baby?
3: Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. I'm Sammy. Pete and Sammy
1: oh. over here. Yeah, Shouldn't you be taint. saying something about my my tubbiness <laughs> Fuck.
3: Oh, I know, right? Well, that would be... Sammy could either say... Well, you know what? Maybe he would say, you're too big and I hit too hard. Or vice
1: versa. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, maybe.
3: Either one. I'll take I'll take being called a tubbo by Sammy. That's fine. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he has like 160 pounds, so... Dude, I mean, he, is he, literally,
1: and, yeah. he is the worst thing going on in that company right now. And I even came to the defense of Sammy when it came to the Eddie Kingston sensitivity. Cause I think Eddie Kingston was a little off his fucking rocker for of getting course. so pissed off at a dude calling him fucking tubby that he wanted <laughs> to fight him for real, dude. I'm gonna fight you for reals.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. But by the way, he didn't.
1: No, of course he not. He didn't. No, no, of course no. Not. Of course, no.
3: He's, yeah, Eddie went and shaved another line in his eyebrow and did nothing after yeah. the fact.
1: Yeah, that's all that and went. went home be. and he cried into his fucking seafood pillow. <laughs> fucking. Uh, gave
3: it a back fist. That's what he did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, no, I, me and you both agreed when that happened. We're like, all right, we're being a little dramatic here, Eddie. But like, Sammy's
1: back in the fucking news again, being Sammy, being a shit stirrer, and it's funny too because it was even last week. When Sammy was saying, man, there's just too much drama. Too much drama in the AEW <laughs> locker room, guys.
2: Oh, my God. And me and you, and
1: I was even like, wow, look at Sammy, all of a sudden fucking pointing out the obvious, being honest. Well, I didn't realize that he was just laying the uh, the bedlam yeah, for yeah. Uh, the drama that he was going to drop this week between uh, himself and Andrade. Yeah,
3: he did, he did like, you know, when a comedian does a bait and switch? That's yeah. basically what he did. Is that what he know? did? Yeah, that was a little bit what it was like. It's just like, hey, you know, what do you guys like? Uh, do you guys like uh, bananas? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, bananas are like penises. And All so right. you like penises. Like, he did that, basically. Well, but a lot less clever.
1: He jumped online on social media between uh, between himself and Andrade. And he said some uh, off-the-wall <laughs> stuff. Some some. <laughs> some- really stupid shit yeah well i mean it started off as real ambiguous because he wasn't yeah. coming out and calling anybody by name and uh, let me see if i can find the actual tweets here
3: oh yeah 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 there's it i mean i can i can preface it for the peoples by telling them so this was stemming off of a an interview that andrade did which i believe was on a, a lucha libre show which he did in spanish yeah. where he'd said that sammy had come to the back at, after a match and kind of like pissed and moaned because he was hitting him too hard. Yeah. Right. And I guess Sammy was like, come on, man, it's fake. Like you're laying into me, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Uh, Andrade kind of didn't like that for obvious reasons.
1: Well, so how it worked was, is there real life problems? Obviously went to social media and, uh, course, Andrade was talking with mass Lucha or mass Lucha. And that was where he made that complaint about, uh, you know, fucking sammy being a little too free with the fists um and on yesterday though or on the day before yesterday sammy jumped on twitter and he said uh you are a jobber you're a favor hire be no, grateful man. bitch Nice. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say who he was talking to very no. ambiguous oh. No, no no very no. ambiguous yeah. but andrade caught that shit lickety split Lickety split. He knew exactly what the fuck Sammy was trying to say. And Andrade responded, he said, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names, and I'm not scared to get fired. Yeah. Well, Sammy, in all of his little man fury refuted the claims that Andrade went to confront him and he called him a liar, an ungrateful prick and someone who would be jobless if it wasn't for his dad-in-law.
3: Oh my God.
1: He said, are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over a second time? Uh Just go back to WWE. Like we all know you want to and fuck off a second time would be
3: one more than Sammy ever was.
1: Right.
3: So in, in a real company that was ran by adults and viewed by grownups and booked by somebody that, uh, isn't a, a fucking child on cocaine. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> this is, this is very high up. There is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard. First of all, uh, Sammy Guevara. uh, calling anybody a a jobber or some sort of charity hire. Nobody knew who the fuck you were until AEW put there on their TV show. Nobody, no one knew who that was to, to uh, steal a little line from a a great diss by Nas, where he talks about Jay-Z and he says, he's out here, Wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Do we remember that Sammy used to come out with the little stuffed animal head Mm. on with little panda arms? Like, this is that's what you were a shindy dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a fucking jobber. Who are you? Who are you? Right. Nobody knew who the fuck you were. Andrade has accidentally had more mainstream exposure, true mainstream exposure than this kid has ever had for a second. It's wow. Like (laughs) it's just really fucking funny just to hear him talk like that. Fuck you. You fucking jobber. What is he talking about?
1: Well, it gets worse because this was all right on Wednesday. And so uh, obviously we had Sammy in the main event on dynamite, but before we even got that far, apparently, TMZ was the one that was reporting that Andrade and Sammy were involved in a, another heated backstage confrontation, which mm. turned physical, and Andrade was sent home from the show. According to TMZ,
4: <laughs>
1: Sammy first pushed Andrade off, and then punches were thrown. After the two were separated, the decision was made to send Andrade home and Guerrero stayed there in main event at Dynamite. Uh, even getting the, the pin in the tag team title match.
3: No, uh, you fucking dickless weasel. You send them both home.
1: Well, no, you why don't would you send
3: one No, oh, no,
1: Sammy is Tony's best friend. Dude. What a
3: fucking idiot. Ha,
1: has it slipped your mind? Sammy and Tay invited Tony to their wedding. Sammy and Tay had, had a three way dance with Tony god well you know what that still doesn't mean that this guy is
3: allowed to go and make a fucking problem in your locker room again that is this is now two times in three months this is
1: you know you know what this is this is such a fucking goddamn TNA version of it (sighs) Sammy is Shawn Michaels to Vince McMahon to Tony oh ugh ugh (laughs) But tell me I'm wrong. Shawn yeah. Michaels was running rampant, doing drugs, uh, being a dick to everyone in the world, and stupid. nobody could punish Sean because they'd have to fire or they'd have to f- face the wrath of Vince.
3: Shawn Michaels in a coma is more talented than Sammy Guevara. Right. Like, honest to God. Like, and it's, Maurice it's is right.
1: He's saying, like, Mish, this is a stretch. And I agree with you. I would never compare an actual talented person like Shawn Michaels to Sammy if i didn't have to but if i'm looking at the situation if you're looking at the favoritism man what what else do you call it unbelievable
3: yeah and if i was one of these people in this company like everyone wants to leave yeah the fuck you would obviously why wouldn't you want to get out of there if this is what's like oh man so you goaded this guy into a fist fight you send the guy home and then you put the other guy in the main event of your show yep.
1: and have him You win.
3: fucking idiot
1: and have him win.
3: You Mark fucking idiot. Like, like at what point should people legitimately just be looking at Tony kind of going, why would anyone want to work for you other than free money? Right. How is nobody just grabbing this guy by the fucking collar and looking at him and going, you are an idiot. You are being fucking used. You are dumb. You need actual help. But nobody's going to do that because, like I said, everybody likes their free money. Everybody wants their free check, and I don't blame them. But I, kinda, Sangav- oh, God,
1: I analyzed Sang- this a little bit with Kev, but I didn't go into too much detail. But I really do think that Tony, more than just friendship, sees a little of himself in Sammy. Just think think about the age. Look, mm. we were talking about how the old guys are just getting ignored, right? The yeah, older dude, talents, right? the older like your Regals, your Arns, Jim Ross, like you can go down the list of talented, experienced veterans on that in that AEW locker room sting, even fucking big slow, right? Like right. people that have been around the block for longer no, long enough that you should at least heed what they're saying but I don't even think Tony does.
0: No, I don't think
1: that Tony even cares other than the fact that he has to have these people there. (coughs) Excuse me. No, just on mailbox checks for those. things. (coughs) Well, but, but what I'm saying is I think he has a like-minded atmosphere with Sammy. I think because Sammy's a younger guy and Tony's only a little bit older than him. He probably looks at Sammy as somebody he can take under his wing and make into a superstar make into the Ugh. next rock, make into the next stone cold, make into the next Kurt angle, whatever, whatever image make, make into the next, uh, a uh, fucking Jay white. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, the, the
3: closest thing that he's done to making anybody into anything is the, uh, acclaimed have made themselves into like, I don't know, some decent tag team. I don't All even right. want to say, Oh, they're fucking DX or anything like that. No, like, That's basically the only act that I'm looking at on this show currently where I'm saying this could work anywhere. Right. Because the vast majority of this is just specific to the show and it has X amount of people that will watch it. And outside of that, it's, it's crap. It's a big old pile of crap
1: to do. But it's an unhealthy relationship that Tony has with Sammy where Sammy gets to walk on water and everybody else has to pay the price. So yeah. if Andrade does end up leaving, and then there was the rumor, Triple H immediately made the phone call to Andrade. Which I hope I, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Is like I really do hope that's not a rumor. I hope that's actual fact. You know, I mean You know what?
3: I, I hope Miro, uh Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, like fill in the names of these guys. I hope they all show up like fucking West Side story, like Jets versus the right. Sharks. And they just beat up all the swimmers' bodies, hundred and sixty pound fucking personality less losers. And they're like, Can we get fired
1: now? Shit, I wouldn't even Can doubt we that. Go home? Tro throws up, he's like, Tony gets to fuck Sammy's wife. Why not? That kind no, that kind of weird shit goes on in, in wrestling locker rooms all the time. Would you, you know what, I, would you really at this be point, surprised? You hope? Yeah. Well, because we I mean, I don't even know what door Tony swings. I think we we've came to the conclusion that the only thing that Tony plays with is his action figures.
3: Yeah. Honest to God, the way that he favorites people in this company, I would almost hope there was some sort of relationship like that with them. Right. Because then I might be like, you know what I mean? It's just like when you work in a regular establishment where you're like, why does Susie get all the good shifts? Right. Like, well, you know, we know why Susie gets all the good shifts. Susie, like,
1: Susie's a little loose in the caboose.
3: Yeah. Why? Why does Sammy, but with an eye like a lady Uh. uh, get all the good shifts? And you're like, well, because Tony, assuming Tony, the manager is, uh, you know, not this kind of dork, Tony, uh, you know, he's uh, having a having his way with her. By the way, I would love I'm not kidding, though. I would love if that was what these guys started doing, where they were just like to get out of my contract. I'm going to show up and punch one of Tony Khan's uh, fucking boyfriends in the face. Oh, That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to punch one of his favorites in the face, and maybe that'll that'll get me out of this bullshit.
1: Filthy, our boy Filthy in the chat room. He said uh, he threw up Jim Cornette's response to the whole fucking thing with Sammy. Uh, Sammy saying, uh, you didn't say shit to me, you liar, when he's talking to Andrade. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You'd be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. You really mad at me, mad at yourself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Jim Cornette responded after the incident saying, If only there had been some way anyone could have known that it might be a bad idea if these two were in the same room together unsupervised. But there was absolutely no public signs. The whole incident came without warning. You know know what's funniest about this? If one of
3: those guys had actually gotten seriously hurt, let's assume I'm not going to assume it's Sammy because clearly he's a tough guy who can fight oh, for yeah, himself. of course. Uh, you know, like if Sammy had really fucked up Andrade, you know, just beat his ass. Right. Mm. Uh, if somebody came, something tells
1: like, me, something tells me that if that fight was actually allowed to happen, Andrade yeah. would have really, really, oh, he would have mangled the fuck him. out of Sammy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> right. But here's the thing, Sammy or whomever got hurt in that situation, would have a pretty easy case to sue. Oh, yeah. Pretty easy case. Because it's like, here's your workplace. The guy saying to you, I am going to come to your workplace and beat the fuck out of you.
1: <laughs> and
3: then they go, here you go. Like, that's you get sued. For that.
1: <coughs> well, I, I you knew you it was coming. As soon yes. as Andrade said, say it to my face. Right. I, I you knew coming it's coming. Wednesday that is... Night. That is the yeah. universal. We're gonna fucking fight next time I see you. That is the yeah. universal quote for it. Next time I see you, say it to my face. Well, that, that is she... not an actual. That that's not somebody trying to be nice and going. No, no, really. I I didn't hear it from you before <laughs> online. Please, next time we see each other, let's have a conversation and you can tell me mano y mano. No, <clears throat> no, that was Andrade saying. If you got, if you're feeling froggy, jump.
3: Well, did did we? Uh, missed the tweet where Andrade even said to him, "I'll see
1: you Wednesday." Yeah, well, I mean, that,
3: yeah, yeah. He said, "I will see you Wednesday." What right. the fuck else could that mean? Well, like, they oh, were going to sit down
1: and have some of Mindy's muffins. Yeah, we'll Man, some lunch. Gonna, Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you Wednesday. It's like, well, you know, we got to talk about our fantasy football teams. It's like, no, he's coming to yeah. beat the shit out of you. Exactly. <laughs> That's and the fact dope. that Tony
1: Khan knew that and allowed it to happen, as Jim Cornette pointed out, yeah, yeah, Tony's even more of a buffoon than ever before.
3: Yeah, this kid is just being patternly humiliated by his uh, fucking <laughs> his locker room. How constantly. long till
1: his lawyer quits?
3: Yeah how how what long till his,
1: what is it Megan Markle or some shit whatever the <laughs> fuck her name is Yeah how long till she just goes you know what fuck you Tony I I, I quit. Yeah, I'm not dealing stu- with this this drama fest.
3: Yeah, this is too dumb. Like, this is too dumb. You're too incompetent. You're going to get me fucking in trouble. Right. Like, this is going to fuck up my law practice. Dude, God, it's just looking at this, too. And I just keep going back to this, where in my mind, Sammy Guevara talking all that shit, saying all this stuff to him, I'm like, At what point do some of the going back to this and this piss people off too on the old YouTube, but I don't care. At what point do the dirt sheet guys and these people own a little bit of this, too, where they blow up the fucking heads of these guys, these Sammy Guevara's and these fucking goofballs and make them think they're God's gift to wrestling, where this guy is sitting there talking to Andrade, like, oh, you bum, you're a fucking nobody. It's like you are. Without any sort of, uh, I uh, defy you to fucking tell me any different. He is the definition of a spot monkey.
2: Yeah.
3: He is the very definition of a spot monkey. Does he have matches? Can you even call what he does matches? Or just a series of bumps? That is all his matches are, is a series of bumps. There is no fucking story in any of them. There's very rarely a heel or right. a baby face. Right. Right. It's shit happening. His matches with Darby, like you would think Darby was a terrible wrestler if you just watched those matches with him. Then you watch Darby wrestle Jay Lethal and you're like, oh my God, I almost forgot Darby's a fucking talented guy. Right. But you see him against fucking Sammy Shithead and you're going, oh my God, this is just a bunch of dumb moves. Dude, he has no fucking talent. He is
1: talentless. Throwing it back onto the shoulders of Tony Khan again for a second, though. He did an interview with Ariel Hawani, right? In which he was talking about the locker room drama, CM Punk, MGF, and all this other shit. The entire interview opened up with Tony Khan backpedaling and being afraid of Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani. And who's also being
3: asked a real question. Oh yeah. Well,
1: of course, you know what? Ariel is probably the closest thing we've got to a fucking journalist in 2022 when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. He really is one of the closest. And, um,
3: there's maybe three and we'd have to go dig in for the other.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) But he does a good job. Like even WWE has been recently praising Ariel Hawani. They're like, look, this, this guy's a straight shooter. You know, he's not really here to bullshit. He's here to kind of fucking like he plays the game with some of the wrestlers and stuff like MJF. Like he'll play the game because MJF stays in character half the time. So Ariel's smart enough to play along. He, he's a wrestling fan. He's like legit, yeah. but he's not a fucking mark. Right, you know, he's right. not. Oh, oh he's my not God. In love with these guys. Well, yeah. so he asked Tony right off the bat. He's like, so you've been kind of ducking me. I thought you didn't like me. You know why? Why haven't when we been able to get this this going earlier? And and Tony starts stammering. Oh oh well you know it's it's because uh I wasn't really a Habada 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 yeah. Well because there was like oh I figured it was because you didn't like the way I handled some of the the AEW interviews because I asked them some straightforward questions that you didn't like. Well you know it's not that yeah. um you know I just I'm just really busy. And it's very difficult to have time in the middle of my day. Yet, this is the same guy who's doing fucking Kid in a Basement podcast.
3: Yeah. yeah, Once yeah, a month. With, with right.
1: barely anybody listening.
3: Yeah, of course. Because this is because he wants somebody to just tell him he's cool. That's it's, it. He just wants someone to be like, so, Tony, what's it like being
1: such a good booker? But then fucking Ariel does the Ariel thing. And he just kind of comes forward and says, what's going on with the drama? And Tony goes down this fucking tirade of nonsense about you know the networks and the like amount that of has wrestlers. anything to do with it like it's all just this weird like this this is a bad interview and it's not Ariel Hawani's fault at all. Of course
3: not no, no
1: it's Tony just not wanting to tell the truth like Tony does, wanting to lie all the time not being able to take responsibility for his role and all the bullshit going on in the back and actually having no answers as to how any of this shit's going to get solved. Tony sure. Khan was literally writing the fucking eulogy of AEW in that interview.
3: Yeah, because he's uh, he is making a point right now. And if this is, if what they think, if they think the best way for this guy to look like he's still got some sort of balls... Is to have him to be like, I'll just deny everybody their release that wants to go or whatever. Yeah. All this makes me think of is, do we remember three, four years ago when WWE was a prison? Oh, Do you remember that? Remember, yes. Do you remember prison WWE? Yes. Like, so-and-so wants to leave, and you're just keeping them here.
1: Ali.
2: You're torturing them. Ali, who's still
1: on TV, by the way.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, he's a talented guy. Well, I can't take that away from I know, you. Though. I know
0: you
1: like him. I just, yeah. I don't like his politics. Oh no, he's,
3: yeah, he's, well, he's just acting like the way that a lot of the fucking younger generation. I get that. Eye.
1: But you know what? You don't have to be that just cause, just cause Jimmy's jumping off the bridge. Doesn't mean that Ali has to as well. You know, think for yourself, dude you know.
3: Well, this this is this is a huge problem, which by the way I want to make sure that we can clear this up too. It's more so the Gen Z wrestlers than specifically the millennial wrestlers because at this point millennials are 40. R- okay. I want to make sure that we remember well. that that it's a because when people are like, ah, oh, these fucking millennials, I'm like, that's those are middle aged people Joe, now. Joe,
1: stop trying to shield yourself from the poo poo that's coming.
3: But it's true. It's true. We're fucking forty. Like people are like these damn kids. I'm like, dude, I got a fucking colonoscopy next year. What are you talking about? I have my prostate exam. Like I'm not a child anymore. Like I'm getting fingers like-
1: in my butt and not for fun, guys. Come on.
3: Yeah, it's like yeah. I have I have gray hair and I wake up with like trigger finger like it's I'm right. old, like just give me stop like being like these fucking kids. But no, like that generation of wrestlers, the kids that are like kids, ugh. Uh, the people that are like 30 and under that are just or even just hovering around there where they're like, oh, my God, this whole everything's for me. Right. Why isn't everything for me? I'm the biggest star in the world? Like Sammy Guevara, I'm fucking
1: important.
2: You. Tony falls into that too. Tony was given a a giant,
1: a fucking comical, a fucking Looney Tunes sack of money with the giant cash symbol on the side and said, go run a promotion. Right. You know, like this, this guy Uh. is not beholden to his peers. He's not beholden to the veterans. He's not even beholden to the wrestling industry itself because he's also in charge of a fucking football team and, and partly in charge of a soccer team, too. Right. Wrestling right. for him is a novelty at best, and the way people want to paint him as the Jesus Christ of wrestling are wrong. Right. Are
3: wrong. Yeah. They're just they're at this point they're just just clinging at straws. At this point, it is purely clinging at straws. Yeah, and man, just the the fact that he didn't get sent home too. This is just what Tony Khan.
1: Right. Oh, I wish somebody would send Tony Khan home. I know, right? He just, just said, he...
3: <laughs> go sit on the blue mat. Okay. Just,
1: just fucking Chris Jericho goes. Go home. Go home. Yeah. Just go <laughs> home. We'll, we'll call you back when we need you. Just go home.
3: Chris Jericho says, "Well, you know what? It's sad because Chris Jericho in the situation, you're like, fuck. Jericho's delusional, and even he's more level headed than Uh-oh. this guy.
1: Jer- Jericho. Can we? A, can we be honest, dude? Jericho's playing a game." Yeah, if yeah, you believe, like right. I, 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 get angry at some of the stupid things that he said, but then in that same vein, Joe, I'll go back later on, even on the show last week, or it was either last week or the week before, where he was he was blaming some something stupid on WWE and NXT and stuff like that, right? And then I think about it, I'm like, dude, he's just he's just playing for the home team. Right, if Triple right. H gave him a call tomorrow and said, "Hey, come over for the same amount of pay and the same amount of work," he'd fucking leave. He'd fucking right. leave. You'd, oh, the, see, the you'd thing- see little fucking dust trails and, and, and a and a shape of Chris Jericho's silhouette through the wall of AEW.
3: <laughs> but we know the only thing that keeps him there is the fact that he gets to make it whatever he wants it to be. Right. I mean, that's that's really the big selling point for Chris Jericho. Is he can open the show, he can beat every young guy, well, he can fucking glom on to whoever the fuck he wants. He's the to.
1: ROH champion. Yeah. He's the R-O, the ring of honor, pure champion. Oh,
3: no, no. The the heavyweight champion.
1: Oh, the he's pure heavyweight. Champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, you're right.
3: You're right. That belongs around the waist of, uh, is it Wheeler Huda? Yeah.
1: Dude, him? I still oh, fucking God. laugh my ass off. Even in the main event yesterday, uh, I think, who was it that he, I think it was the other one, the other fucking pale face. The fuck is his name? Garcia. Yeah, Garcia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, K. yeah. <laughs> So Garcia's in the ring and Jericho being a heel, but Garcia being fucking oblivious, doesn't understand what Jericho doing. And Jericho goes to shake his hand and he shakes his hand and he puts his hand on his and he shakes it. And Garcia is like legitimately lost. Like, why are you shaking my hand? And it's like, Hey, stupid. Did you ever watch any ROH matches? Like any of them, any, any ROH matches, the fact that, Chris Jericho is making fun of the purity of ROH by shaking your hand. You should have got that as the baby face. You should have got that as a wrestler that he right. was mocking that.
2: No oh, he fucking has no personality.
3: clue. Right. Yeah, well, he has geez. no personality, he has no understanding. Yes, of what the, the
1: code of, of honor. Thank you, too sweet. That's right. That's what it was called. The code of honor. Garcia had no clue. No, no fucking no. clue.
3: Well, that's because he wouldn't just have shook up. his hand. <laughs> He should, well, that's it. It's like he should have. I didn't see it. So I'm assuming that this isn't what happened. He should have stopped. He should have looked at Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho should have looked at him. Chris should have said, I'm the champ. Code of honor. Come on. Mm-hmm. He should have played into it. Garcia should have looked around, looked at the people. The announcer should have said, oh, Chris Jericho is doing. But, you know, Chris Jericho's doing this sarcastic. Right. Which you know, is why he shouldn't have shook Chris his
1: hand. To- Right. That's all you had to do. Dude, you don't even have to do the whole, I'm Chris Jericho and I'm the ROH champion here. Shake my coat of honor handshake. <laughs> like he didn't have to go through all that. Chris Jericho did the right thing. He was being yeah, a dick. He had a, a shitty, a shit eaten grin on his face and he went for the fucking handshake. And Garcia, if he had two cents of fucking intelligence in his brain would have been like, Oh, he's being a dick. No, I'm not going to shake your hand. Fuck over there.
3: Because they can't stop and believe for a second that what they're doing is real. Ugh. They can't put themselves into the mindset of what if this was real? What if these were things that were actually happening to me? It's all, what did we say we were going to do in the back? That's all it is. What did I say I'm going to do? Oh, I do arm drag and then flip and then I'm drag and then I flip and then I kick and then I'm drag and then I kick and then a belly kick and then off the rope and like that is what's running through their heads. It's not, it's not, oh, Jericho's putting his hand out to me. Oh, this son of a bitch, this guy's, she's fucking with me. Right. They can't think like that because in their minds, like I said, it's and then I'm out the ropes and then I kick and then I punch and then I kick and then I flip and then I jump. like, because they're just remembering their spots. That's all well,
1: they do. If you can't figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do in the main event of a then wrestling you shouldn't show, be out there. then you, right, then you shouldn't be out there. If yeah, you don't know you what you're doing, you probably shouldn't be in the main event. And it's been a lot of little things that have been bothering me lately, even on even on Raw. Daniel Cormier's speech irritated me uh, it was, to my I fucking it. soul. So they're they're trying to reestablish. Seth and Matt Riddle and they're doing things like they're showing after the show went off, how Seth and Riddle were still beating the fuck out of each other in the crowd and everything else like that. And I'm like, cause me and you hated that matchup at clash. the Castle, it. Yeah. Cause me yeah. and you both thought it should have been a lot more violent. They were yeah. showing uh, them attacking each other out in the parking lot and some of the shit that was being said. You're like, okay, these two guys are going to fucking rip each other's heads off. Right. And yeah. so they're starting to try and You mock my
3: wife. You right. shit on my children right. and my marriage. Oh, book up my scooter, ching, ching. Right. Out on my bikey. Well,
1: they're right. trying to reestablish it. And I'll be fair. They're trying to reestablish it for extreme rules. And it's like, okay, okay. You fucked up once. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Here's your second chance, right? And so far between them, it's been pretty fucking mean. It's been pretty violent. It's like it's it's escalating again. And at some point, they felt they needed to add a special guest referee, which is Daniel oh. Cormier, fucking former two time like UFC champion, <laughs> fight champion, right? Like th- and th- this... he loves wrestling, to be fair. Right, yeah, which, which is yeah. great. And he cuts a promo on Monday where.
4: <sighs> right here. I'm not afraid of All right, of you. all
3: right, guys. I'm not We have had to watch you two whine, argue, and complain for months. We've had enough. Your behavior has been insane, and we are tired of foolishness.
2: From parking lots to arenas, you two have fought all around the world. And for all the people looking going, who is this guy? I'm Daniel Cormier.
1: You know, me and the WWE universe are real sick of all the drama between you guys. You guys... You guys need to stop being so catty about all this. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, when I see you two guys, we're just so tired of you guys just bickering and trying to fight all the time.
3: The disappointed uncle that pulls the two nephews aside. and sound like a
1: at him. fucking Karen. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, you're a killer. You're a goddamn champion. You're an awarded killer. And you're talking to these two guys like, oh, can't we all just get along? Uh, Shut uh, up.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, like right, fucking yeah.
1: Cormier is going to come out there and beat them both down with this chonkla. It's like, fuck uh, out of here. D- Cormier shouldn't even be a special guest referee. You know what Cormier should have said? He should have mm. went on that fucking thing on Monday night and he should have said, I'm the special guest referee for your match at Extreme Rules. I am not going to do shit. I want to watch you two kill each other. And the person right. that can't <laughs> fucking walk anymore loses.
3: Right, right. And and you know what I'd say, you know, just throw in there be like, "Listen, I, you know, I love the WWE. I love the WWE universe cuz he's supposed to be a babyface clearly." Right. But he'd say, "WWE paid me to go in there And make sure you get to to keep you guys alive. So, as long as you guys aren't going to kill each other completely, that's all I'm there for. But I want to see some violence.
1: Yeah, but fucking even Riddle said, I'm going to kill you, Seth Rollins. (laughs) He literally said that in his promo. I am going to kill you dead. (laughs) And fucking he's like, Heideley Ho, neighbor. Yeah. And, and fucking Nana Cormier is, always, oh, you guys, you just need some of my special herbs and spices chicken and we'll have some tea and we'll talk this. Shut the fuck up, Nana. He's awful. He's fucking awful. I couldn't hate somebody more than fucking Daniel Cormier on Monday night. Awful fucking promo. Damn near sabotaged the whole match with just his shitty promo. Like, I'm almost like, I don't even want to see it. Because I don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. He's gonna come out wearing his bra and maybe he's gonna bleed a little bit. And I don't mean from his face or his head or his arms. He's just he's just gonna be fucking nana out there. And if this is the kind of guy that's representing the match while thinking that he's a badass, but he's like, Oh, we're just so tired of all the fighting. Shut up. No, we're not. Right. We right. want to we see. Want people. The fighting.
3: Right. Yeah, the, the fight is the objective. Mm. We want that. That is why you're watching wrestling. You're watching it because can't we you get think somebody, people are going to hit each other.
1: Can we get somebody with like 20 more concussions to come out there instead? You know, I just, I want you're, somebody just shy of a Benoit to come out there and go me, me. Why watch Sammy? Uh, no, wait, Maddie and Sethi murder each other. Mm.
3: How about how about somebody just finally give money to Chael Sonnen? Oh. I'm just confused as oh. fuck as to why nobody in wrestling
1: uses it. I think he's too much of a loose cannon. You're you're dead yeah? on. You're dead on. How Chael Sonnen mad? is fucking amazing. I don't know.
3: Is he saying, what is he saying? Like racist shit, homophobic shit? Oh like, yeah. What's he's, he doing? he's,
1: he's, said whatever the fuck he feels like saying.
3: I, I guess, but like to what degree to where it's like, this guy is money. Absolutely money in a wrestling setting. Like I would have him replace fucking Pat while he was away. <laughs> you're
1: not, you're not bad with that idea. Yeah. I love that idea, but I think he's just not controllable. I think yeah. that, well, it's more along the lines of things that come out of his mouth That he finds no offense with is completely offensive to a lot of people in that audience. Do you know what I mean? His common every he is a blue collar guy, right? No one would ever accuse Shalestone of being a a white popped. He is a blue collar guy.
3: Yeah, and so he would have worked swimmingly in the WCW era. I know what you're saying. God,
1: he would have been great during the Attitude Era. Holy shit!
3: But. How about it? Just even he would have been fine in TNA. Who are we kidding? He would well, have been good in TNA. Yeah, huh? he would
1: have been better than fucking. uh, what Was it Vince Russo? Vince Russo's guy, Ed uh, Ed Ferrara that played Oklahoma.
3: Oh God, yeah, yeah. Well, he sucks. Well, I like uh, Lewis in the chat room. He's like John Jones would be good. To be like, yeah, oh, <laughs> <Okay>. oh, oh.
1: <laughs>
3: oh my God! What kind of match would John
1: Jones have? Last not Standing is that what it would be? <laughs> wasn't wasn't Frank Shamrock a good shit talker too? Frank Shamrock, yeah, he's pretty good. He's
3: he's up there though. Now he's in his sixties, I'm sure.
1: No, right? he's not he's that good. fucking old. Jesus
3: Frank Christ, Frank Shamrock? Yeah, he was older than Ken. Was right? he older than Ken? I, I thought he was the younger brother. Was he? Oh, well, maybe maybe he's in mid fifties. Then Ken Shamrock's not Tito
1: Ortiz. Anymore, T- okay, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Lord. I was kidding about the guy who was just two concussions away from Benoit. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd put Tito Ortiz out there, brother. <laughs> I, I was kidding. Yeah, uh,
3: they've tried. I think Tito, well, I don't even think. Tito tried <laughs> on many occasions to make the wrestling thing work for him, and it's just no, yeah. not a thing. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I well, feel what, bad. what about
1: Tyson Fury? Let's be honest. Tyson Fury. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but you know what? Tyson Fury at least wasn't a pussy. I'd put him out there before Daniel Cormier if that's what Cormier's giving us.
3: I'd yeah. I'd
1: rather good. listen to a fucking song than <laughs> than whatever the fuck Nano was talking about. It was it was awful. Look, and it's just me nitpicking, right? Like there's like a lot no, of No no, I
3: saw a lot of people actually pissed about it. Did, they? I saw good. a lot of people, yeah. I saw people being like, What the fuck was he doing? Like this good. is not good. Yeah,
1: because like, it it's like, awkward. can you imagine Brock coming out there and going, come on, guys? Let's talk right. it out. Let's go shoot some <laughs> buffalo, guys, and we'll talk it out. Yeah, you I know. just don't understand why, like, still to this
3: day, even Trip, like, Triple H just got to know, like, keep the, keep the escalation, keep the energy, keep the violence, keep it up. He did keep that he did a going, good job you know? with Seth.
1: With, with Seth and Matt Riddle, I think he realized after Clash of the Castle what the mistakes were. There's no way that he didn't because he immediately fixed it. He's escalated what was going on. Dude, if you look at what's going on, it's really getting good. WWE is doing a lot of the right moves. They're doing the right thing with Judgment Day and Rey Mysterio and Edge and all that shit. And AJ Styles, you know, they're doing the right thing with fucking uh Solo and Well, yeah, so here's the that
3: thing. whole
1: group, you know. So Liv, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, right? That's that's taking place. <laughs> um I think Liv Morgan is gone soon. And I don't mean because she's a bad wrestler. No, 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 no. Because even though I think she's just absolute dog shit through and through just complete dog shit and an embarrassment to women's wrestling, they're probably going to take the title off of her because she's going to be a part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, she got <laughs> oh, a boy. job. She got a job where she's mm. being cast for a job in one of the uh, MCU properties and i think also with disney so she might be in the in, in the next season of she hulk or something oh cross my fingers oh my god i i
3: mean this is no like to I, i'm not sitting here saying like liv is some good performer or anything at you all you still just, have
1: to defend her god
3: no 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 but i i just want to say like in general this just the idea of i'm like okay does everyone get, have you gotten your call yet to be in a superhero movie? Right. Can we just end it? Like, does everyone get to be in a superhero movie now? Is this just what it is? Everyone gets their, their turn. It's like, Hey, what's going on? it's just like, who's that? They're like, that's the guy that did that song. Rico Suave in 1993. It's like, where can we fit him in the MCU universe? Right. Like they're like, is Lou Bega going to get a shot in the fucking Marvel world of mm. uh, goofballs? Like, it's just ev- everybody now is going into these movies to the point where now if someone goes, Oh dude, did you hear so-and-so is going to be, a-? it's like, well, yeah, of course. Dude, get them. Get <laughs> of course they they're going to run out of human beings on the planet that have been in these movies at this point. But no, it's,
1: it's smart. It, it's smart. If this is the plan right now, now bear with me for a moment. If the wrestlers stay in WWE to wrestle, Good. If the people that aren't wrestlers but happen to be over with the audience get into outside ventures while praising the name of WWE for doing it. Good. I'm fine with that. Live more. Especially happy. if it's Mish, I'm on to you. It's
3: because you don't want them to, the people you don't want on the show. You're like, yes! yeah, that's
1: good. I think. <laughs>
3: Correct. I didn't there think I was not that being that
1: transparent.
3: I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, a, you're like, Oh no, Dana Brooks. D- yeah. Yeah. Dana Brook. go be in a fucking bat person right. or whatever the fuck's
1: coming out. Yeah. Go have a good time. With that. Right. Seth Rollins <laughs> is going to go off to the next DC movie. Oh no. Oh
3: shit. Oh. Dude. Can I, you know what? Uh, that's my only caveat to me making fun of saying everybody's going to be in a superhero movie. Cast Seth. Oh yeah, put him on a. Tw- you know what? I put him in the him Joker in a-
1: movie. Hey, he's yeah. already acting like the Joker. We've already got what three <laughs> or four of them. Who knows? Maybe he'll take the Heath Ledger treatment. I don't. Oh no, no. no. Make make you know what?
3: Make a TV show. Give it 150 episodes. Sure. Have on that, and
1: then do what See- they did to Batwoman and just not air any of them. <laughs> and flush eighty million dollars down the toilet. <laughs>
3: Do you ever, do you ever think how fucking great that is? Where you know, like, you, we're just all sitting around as like people trying to get by in our day to day lives now, and you're like, man, it's five dollars for a fucking loaf of bread at Walmart. What <laughs> the hell? What? Of the world's a And meanwhile, like, movie studios are like. All right, so we're gonna make a movie, and it's about a strong gal who's gonna oh. be a bat. And then they're like, "Well, actually, the movie's dog shit. How much money did we spend? Hundred million dollars? So, like, let's wipe our asses with it."
2: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> Jumba. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. J-j-jumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, side note,
1: really happy to say that uh, it's already been leaked out by a couple of different places. I think Ringside was the one that was official. But Legado del Fantasma uh, apparently are going to make their debut on SmackDown. So, good, yeah, Yeah, yeah we've got Legato del Fantasma. Who's been kind of MIA for a little bit. I assume that they're going to have some kind of fucking program with, uh, group sans, sans swerve, the house of sans- shit. Yeah. What is
3: it? Oh, the, the, um, is that still going on? Or did they already take that off? TV no, again? they're, they're still around. They're still trying to, they're they're fetching it. They're trying to make that fucking shit work. Yeah. But but, by the way, how much more dog shit does hit row look now that the acclaimed are massively fucking over?
1: Oh, of course.
3: How stupid that must be one of those moments. Like, I think that we should all be able to, you know, in this vicious war that is happening, you know, we should all be able to join hands and say, Clearly the acclaimed is doing this gimmick six bajillion times better than hit rock. Yeah,
1: of course. Well, we knew that they were shit from day one and we even said it regardless of what other people said to us about it. They were all wrong. Anybody it's, that said that yeah. shit row was going to be the next big thing. You were wrong. You we're, were absolutely fucking wrong.
3: Yeah. Cause they're boring people. They're not they're even boring.
1: good. They're not even good musicians.
3: No, They're not even no. good
1: lyrically. And no one, even cared, no one
3: would have even cared. No one would even have cared if like, okay, well, so, if
1: fucking AJ Francis didn't come out there and tell everybody that he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. You know what I mean? So well, this, meanwhile,
3: looking like a loaf of bread. yeah. Right, right. Meanwhile, looking like unsliced bread. Yeah. That's, that's how it goes. Well, so th- that's stupid. it too. Like, and so you see this guy, he's le- legitimately a giant fat guy that's bald with a right. shitty beard in a fucking jersey, wearing like you know basketball shorts, and he comes out and has this dog shit match. And then you turn the channel and you see a guy in a basketball jersey with an actual physique, right. rapping, being entertaining, has raps making sense, being coherent, relating to what's happening at that moment. It's like this guy is doing everything that you should be doing, but don't.
2: Right.
1: Well. So there you go. Also want to say LA Knight coming back. He ditched the gimmick and he's coming back as LA night. So ah. that'll be nice to see as well. We do have extreme rules. Um, and we got to run down this card. That's going to be on Saturday.
3: Yeah. Wait, wait the, the, the maximum male models thing is dead.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no it's, I- it's going to Maxine. Maxine oh. is going to be the leader of the group now. Yeah.
3: I was going to say cancel SmackDown. Fuck it.
1: No, 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 we, we got, we got Maxine. still there. Uh. And then, of Good. course, we've got the debut of White Rabbit, who's supposedly going to show up at Extreme Rules based upon all the, the, the clues that have been left. But Extreme Rules, this Saturday, October 8th, 2022, at the Wells Fargo in Philly, we've got uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey Extreme Rules match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship.
3: Uh, yo, I hate to start the, at the review or the predictions out, if you will. Uh Yeah, what's well, predictions? What am I saying? I hate to start it out at this hour, but like, does anyone actually give a flying fuck about this match?
1: Yes, I want Ronda Rousey to win. She should have won before. Liv Morgan shouldn't have a fucking title. Liv Morgan isn't a wrestler. She's a fucking she's an actress waiting to happen. Ronda, Ronda Rousey's a killer. Ronda's
3: not a Ronda's not a wrestler either, but she's but she is a killer.
1: You are correct. Well, then she, you know what? She should stop wrestling and just go out there and snap some bitch's neck. And if she That'd starts with Liv, I'd be fine with that. And especially with all the backstage promos and segments between her and Shayna, man, Rhonda's R- got to kill Liv. Come on. Yeah, thats is, it's gotta be, <laughs> this has gotta be over. And I agree, point. Dan, they do suck both badly. The, the problem is we know Rhonda is capable of more. Liv is not capable of anything.
3: Yeah, we just need Charlotte to come back and carry her ass around. Mm, that's all. Maybe that's that's the only thing you can really do with Rhonda is bring back Charlotte, who, by, by the way, everyone hates, of course, she's awful and terrible, but Which, uh,
1: she's a savior waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah no, I she's
3: don't. literally one of the only people that you can guarantee a good match out of anybody with. And right. if you can't, then that person should be shot out of a fucking cannon <sighs> in the sun. So.
1: so true. So true. <laughs> Matt Riddle versus Seth frickin Rollins fight pit match with uh, Nana as a special guest referee Oh
3: hmm. uh, boy. I mean, at this point uh, you have to hope that it is Matt Riddle, right? Yeah. Are we going to just keep throwing shit in Matt Riddle's face? Is that what it's going to be? Or,
1: well, I mean, if Riddle loses this, this makes three in a row. I know.
3: Yeah, that's well, the last time that someone lost 3 in a row and then they acted like nothing happened it was because Cody fucking was gone and that's what they did to Seth. Yeah, that's so. what I was going to say.
1: The last person that lost 3 in a row like that was Seth against Cody. Yes. Correct. <laughs> right. yes. But then
3: they at least had the ability to say, "Oh, well Cody's hurt now he's off TV, so see right. ya." Right. So they could kind of, you know, play around with that, but yeah, if Riddle goes in and loses this one, fuck, that would be bad uh so i'm gonna go to limb and say, yeah riddle's gonna riddle's gonna win this, and it's gonna be because uh Nana interferes there, oh Cormier
1: will take care of it yeah i I hope that's not the case. I no. hope Riddle wins it, but I hope it's not because Daniel Cormier got interference. I really don't like do something with Cormier after the match, but can we try and keep the match clean? I want to see these two guys actually have a fucking murderous fight. With all the big talk that Riddle's been throwing out there, it's like, man, you, you want to see this run to the hilt. Now, when I was talking with Kevin, he brought up the scenario that if Riddle loses again, then maybe you can reboot him as a heel. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want Matt Riddle as a heel. I think no. that he's a, a, a better, a little bit more of a stable baby face. And even though it would make sense for Riddle to go heel, you know, like maybe he loses, he starts losing his confidence. Maybe Orton comes around. We don't know if Orton's coming out at Survivor Series or if he's going to come out at uh, Royal Rumble. Like, nobody fucking knows when Orton's going to come back. But you figure that Orton and Riddle might fucking snap on each other or Riddle snaps on Orton. You know, like there's uh, there's there's seeds that are planted there to make Riddle a heel. Uh, I'm not feeling that though. It. Yeah, I don't want it. Yeah, I
3: don't want it. I look at this and I say to myself... There was such a good act there, right, with Orton and Riddle. I want them and- just to go back. I, I, I yeah, really want yeah. this to
1: be this singles run. I almost want it to be a fluke, and yes. when Orton comes back. Fucking! They just they just kick it right back where they were. That's all.
3: Yeah. Can we still let's let's stop fucking late nineties wrestling? Everything yeah. it works. Leave it alone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like like the new day when everyone you just sit around for years going we're so so gonna turn on so it's like leave it alone. Right. We fat. We randomly struck gold with these two. Let the aging guy and the dude that's learning and hopefully getting better. Let's keep that shit going and beg some money and fucking sell some T-shirts. So. Legend
1: killer says, hello, people. Riddle being a heel would be a nice twist. Mish. I want a heal riddle. You know what? You know what? It hits me though. Legend. When I think about a heel riddle, it makes sense. Like via storyline, via logic, a guy becoming so frustrated and upset with not being able to win when Randy Orton isn't around, when his partner isn't around is enough to believe that a guy starts snapping and starts losing his confidence. Right. It it makes sense. It's logical, but it also makes me feel like this is the same shit that they did to Bailey.
2: And we loved
1: Bailey as a (laughs) baby face. And don't get me wrong. Bailey as a heel had her moments. There were moments where Bailey as a heel was fine, but overall Bailey as a heel atrocious atrocious
3: it's it's sucked it's royally royally sucked and yeah for riddle for by hook or by crook riddle finds a way to make it work as a baby man he really does and i think to myself they're so obsessed with heels being the promo right seth's a heel so seth's got to go out there and cackle and do his fucking thing right and the baby face has to come out and be like oh actually like that's their way of writing. That's their way of setting things up. Even in the Triple H era, can you imagine Matt Riddle coming to the ring and being like, "Bro, mm. I'm gonna kick your ass, bro. You're in big trouble at oh, Clash at the Castle. Right. I'm gonna beat. I'm gonna beat your ass, AJ." Like, no, that sucks. That sucks shit right, to a McDonald's right. straw, dude. Don't do that to the guy. Don't do that to him. Don't do that to us. Keep him as a face. When Randy comes back, I'm fucking praying they don't do the thing where Randy comes back and gives him the hug and then Randy gives him his little snake fucking cutter. Right. Stop. Just do the thing that the people want for fuck's sake. Just give them what they want for fucking 10 seconds. So, Bailey way, versus Riddle. Bianca
1: Belair, ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Now, what I was oh, here's here's where the segue loops in. Bailey and Bianca Blair had a fantastic promo on Monday night that nobody recognized. And why I say that is because the audience at the arena did not recognize what was actually happening at that contract signing. But if you go back, you go back on Monday and you watch that segment, Bianca Blair was a heel. And Bailey was the face. Now, let me explain why. Bianca Belair still came out as the baby face, and Bailey was playing her role as the heel. Bailey started doing her nonsensical bullshit cackle and talking and stuff like that, that really ends up going nowhere and falling flat. And Bianca Belair snaps to attention and fucking starts looking like the EST of old. And she starts talking shit to Bailey and not in a baby face way, but a real condescending way. And she turns around and she goes, you know why nobody likes you Bailey? Because you're fake as fuck. You're not even the person you're supposed to be. And Bailey stops. She stops and she looks confused. And she goes to start talking And Bianca Blair is like, just shut up. I'm signing this. Just shut up. We're done. And she signs it. And that was it. And the fucking segment ended with Bailey looking completely shocked and looking like she's confused as to what the fuck is going on. And Bianca Blair looking like she's just fucking fed up with this nice girl bullshit. And I'm watching this and me and you have talked about it. Me and Kevin have talked about it. A bunch of people have talked about it where they want Bianca Belair to go back to being sharp, to go back to having that edge. And they want Bailey to go back to being a face, like she was at Clash of the Castle. She should be a goddamn face. And this was that moment. This was that promo where there was layers to it, like a fucking onion. And on these layers was Bianca all of a sudden throwing away her happy baby face, I love everybody, to be a real bitch for a minute. And put Bailey in her place. And Bailey is running on autopilot. And all of a sudden, Bianca snaps her to fucking attention with some hard-hitting truth. Yeah. And it was beautiful, dude.
3: Well, this, this is one of those moments where you look at it and you go, okay, well, this could be them saying, okay, Bianca's going to be a heel or whatever it's going to be. And it's like, well, no, you know what it also could be? It could just be Bianca, like you said, finally just having an edge. Maybe nice. Bianca's looking at this and, like you said, The audience knows that to be true. The fact that you immediately were like, you know what? She's fucking right. Right. This is, this is like, wow. Congratulations. Somebody backstage, you know, had a conversation with Bianca about where this is supposed to head. And Bianca said, yeah, that, that makes sense. Why would I go out there and keep feeding into this chick's nonsense?
1: You know? Well, not even just that, but the way that she's been running her character for the last six months has been awful. Bianca Belair is the stomp and clap baby face doesn't work. And and I started thinking I'm like, well, when the rock was a baby face, he was still shit talking everyone. He was still putting people in their fucking place. He was still cutting heel promos, but now people like to cheer him for it. I'm like, I don't understand. And I'm not saying that Bianca Belair is the rock, right? But there's no reason why you can't take positives of other people's gimmicks and other people's relationship with the audience and not apply it to your own. If Bianca Belair is, even though she might be a wonderful woman, a very nice, a fun-loving woman, a very, you know, all the wonderful adjectives, right? If she's better at cutting these sharp promos, if she's better at being, having a little extra swagger, if she's better at being a bitch, then why not have her be that? She can still- Right. She could still be a good guy. She doesn't have to go around slapping children and shit, you know, I just. But but this is also one of
3: the things that I do like about Bianca as a whole, where it's not just like you said, she's layered like they have the ability to have her work as somebody where it's like, all right, I am nice but don't make me not
1: be nice. Right. Right. I don't want her to be a heel. I like her as a baby face. I just don't like her as a fake ass baby face.
3: Right. We just don't want her to be in that stuck in that same gear. Right. You know what I mean? Like they get so obsessed with all of the different people on the show and have for years where it's like they have one gear and that's it. If this guy is a heel, this is the only version of a heel And the only way he can ever behave, there is no deviation. There is no up and down whatsoever. There is no even questioning. Oh, maybe this, maybe, you know, so-and-so is kind of, and then they prove themselves to be a piece of shit again. you're like, ah, there it is. Right, Like there is none of that. It's just everybody rides the fucking unicycle. There is no like deviation. So, yeah, I mean, that's good, though, that they're doing that with Bianca. Dan says,
1: Dan says, I still think Bianca really hasn't found her thing yet. Dude, here's the thing. If Monday was any any iota of what we have to see to come, right? If, if, If it's a if it's a signal of what's coming around the corner, then that's the Bianca we want. That's the one that we've been asking for. The one that isn't fucking dishonest, that isn't fake. It just comes right out and says sharp shit when it's necessary when you'd say the brutal truth, that's what I want. I want not the EST. I want the brutal truth, Bianca Belair. That's what I want.
3: Well, I also just have to constantly remind myself whenever I talk about Bianca Belair is that she is still very new. Yeah. She is still very new to this shit. We have to remind ourselves of that. So for as good as she is and as strong of a performer as she is, she's only been doing this for a handful of years. Like that. Even Bailey at this point is what she's ten years in, at right, least Bailey. Right, right.
1: You know she's got at least a decade under her belt. So some Bianca of these people, Blair, B- yeah. Bailey, who do you think you want to win? Uh
3: I, I kind of just hope Bianca just keeps it. I mean Bailey is yeah. so fucking dead in the water that I would almost hope Bailey loses. This makes her get dejected and really it sends Bailey into some sort of shame spiral where she can start reconsidering her ways and we start moving her back towards a baby face instead of like cargo pants, heel with mom fucking haircut.
1: Right. Cause it
3: sucks. Cause it really, really sucks. And it's unfortunate. So let's
1: hope, let's hope that's what happens. Yeah. I want Bianca to win um, as well. I'm on that. I don't, I don't want Bailey to win because if Bailey wins it negates everything that was said on Monday and she goes back to being her corny ass fucking damage control heel. Uh, yeah. if Bianca wins and wins decisively, like with a big spot over Bailey for the latter match. Um, that's, that's what I would prefer. I want Bianca not to just win, but to decimate Bailey to really, I, Bianca needs to embarrass Bailey. Yeah. And I know yeah. that obviously when it comes to the actual, you know, schematics of the match, Bailey is clearly the veteran and stuff like that. But Bianca needs to refresh This this division and the only way you're going to do that is by kicking the ever loving fuck out of someone. And Bailey has been that role. Bailey has been so annoying and not in the good way, but she's been so annoying that watching Bianca dismantle her and maybe even dismantling uh, Dakota Kai and Sky as well. Just watching all three of these girls get dismantled at Extreme Rules might be good for everyone.
3: Well, you also have to remember, Mish, this is WWE talent, which they know when they have to lose and they know when they have to lose pig. It's not like the fucking Wednesday show where and I'm not going to let this slide. I know we've moved on to the uh, pay-per-view, but I'm not going to let this slide. It's like Wardlow versus Brian Cage, where Brian Cage gets fucking seven minutes of offense in and he's throwing Wardlow around and shit. I'm like, you're I don't give a fuck how big the guy is. I don't care if he's just close to the same size as him. This is the guy you're trying to make the star. And this is the guy who's never on fucking TV. Mm. So book it like that. You fucking idiot. And that's kind of what you do get in WWE. If John Cena is willing to do the graces and be like, Oh, all right, listen, it's Brock's time to be, you know, King shit here. I'll go out and lose in three minutes. Right. If John Cena right. can do that. Then all these other fucking people
1: can too. Yeah. Do you mm. know what I mean? Totally. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett Strat Match. Ooh. Now, there is a bit of news to throw out here with this. I don't know if it's in the books yet, but Drew made it very clear that he wants to work a program with Braun Strowman immediately.
2: Ew,
1: immediately. Why? I don't know. <laughs> this, came of, this came out of Drew's mouth. This, this, nobody had a gun to his head. Oh. He wants to work a program with Braun Strowman. Immediately. Drew doesn't
3: want to get hurt before you go. Well, I was, I just almost said, Drew, go home for Thanksgiving. That's huh. how fucking
1: stupid I am. Uh. Okay.
3: Scottish Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the Indians and the Pilgrims. Shit. Wrong Indians. <laughs> uh. What the fuck are you people talking about? <laughs> yeah. Now maybe before the, uh, the holiday season, he's like, well, let's keep it easy. I'll go wrestle the choo-choo train. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe, uh, yeah,
3: maybe. I'm assuming Cross just wins this. He He's has to, to fucking win it, right? right. Yeah. yeah, Just to keep
1: the shit going. I think it'll be a fucking a, a fun violent match too. I mean, you were coming out with the strat match. Should be a lot of welts. And, and here's the thing too is, you know, Drew works really good with people that are willing to get physical with him. So I'm hoping that in this scenario that Cross is absolutely going to be that guy. That's willing to, to give a little and get a little coming back into this match. So I'm, I'm, I have high hopes for it. I hope, I mean, if this, if this isn't aggressive, like,
3: right. Kevin, Kevin's got to send his boy a text there and be like, dude, what the fuck? What are you doing?
1: There, man? <laughs> Throw it's hands, brother. Be. Yeah. Because- right. Right.
3: You gotta, you know, this guy will do it too.
1: Yeah, oh, no shit. Like, dude, if yeah. you don't think you can throw a couple of potatoes at fucking Drew's ribs, <laughs> you know, like, what the He's fuck that? He's not are you gonna doing? come
3: into the back and cry like Sammy, dude. Like, right. Dude, right. But, He's uh, not gonna go on way,
1: Twitter wh- and say, why don't you dude. go to AW, <laughs> fucking bitch?
3: Man, you hit me so hard. You go A. You know, do you know, like, I I can't not bring it back up, but it's just amazing to think of where it's just like, here we are talking about this pay-per-view that's happening on Saturday. And it's like two 270-pound fucking brutes. And we're like, yeah, I hope these guys beat the shit out of each other. And by the way, like, we know that it's fucking still phony, guys, clearly, right? And we're like, yeah, these guys are going to fuck each other up. And then on the other show, it's like, "Don't hit me too hard. Yeah. Don't call me Tubby. Don't call me fat. It, uh, <laughs> I gotta do, I gotta do my flip onto my head. Don't punch me too I hard in the corner. I don't want to listen to your advice.
1: <laughs> I
3: gotta put, I gotta put on my pink pants and ignore <laughs> Arn Anderson." <laughs>
1: Don't make me talk to the boss and have them find you in the locker room after the show.
3: I'm argument with you, so you're gonna make fun of you on the internet. Ugh. Meanwhile, Gunther is just <laughs> clobbering a motherfucker. Yeah, and Gunther this, and
1: Seamus is- will just be ta- taking turns raping each other on on fucking Saturday night
3: just beating the and and in the meantime people are like look at that fake sh- that's the that's the sports entertainment right. oh okay is it is it though
1: oh that's what's that's funny the- too it's Isn't almost like it's almost like and, and i felt this too on on wednesday specifically cuz they kept bringing up the sports entertainment and stuff like the jericho and stuff like that and i keep thinking about that and i look at sheamus and gunther getting ready to have another match on fucking Saturday, right? Another big yeah. fucking pay-per-view match. And I'm like, well, maybe they're right. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, the terms have switched and <laughs> AEW really is the sports entertainment and we're starting to see actual fucking wrestling in WWE. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> what the fuck happened
3: there? <laughs> right. I'm putting, I'm putting on fucking uh, on the shitty show on Wednesday and pages in the ring, d- delicately throwing popcorn punches at
4: <laughs> Britt Baker. Like,
3: right. Like, like I-, I saw somebody post something We were like, oh, I guess you can't say page isn't cleared anymore. Like, she went in there and was just
4: <laughs> clearing
3: house. Mm. <laughs> like, she made the big rescue. Oh, like it's yeah. Like, with her. It looked awful. With her
1: and Britt Baker throwing the lightest. The lightest oh. taps at each other, see you guys were wrong. Thoriah is cleared to wrestle. Did you see those light slaps that her and Britt were giving each other?
3: Yeah, the way they were
1: hitting each other,
3: I thought it was a uh, Orange Cassidy <laughs> in a wig. Oh, fighting a clone of himself in another
1: way. Oh, real quick, clarif- clarification I was talking about uh Seamus and uh Gunther on Saturday, I didn't mean. Seamus and Gunther on Friday. Sorry.
3: Yes, yes, yes. But they are going to absolutely yes, fucking
1: yes. beat the shit out of each other. That's. But, but that's what it, it is. It's like, and then there's another example of fucking more hoss matches. More hoss meat getting out there. Let's go to the next fucking match, which is uh, the Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and the Butch versus Imperium of Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. So with the exception of. Uh, oh, it's a old- good old fashioned Donnybrook match.
3: Oh boy. Well, with the exceptional breakneck Ridge there, this is a fucking good match, dude. Hopefully Ridge oh, yeah. can get dragged to a something, you know, he'll, he'll obviously be the, uh, the dead weight. Yeah, I match. think this
1: is going to be match of the night too. I, I I do agree. I think that this is going to be the fan pick. It's going to be a lot of fucking slapping meat, a lot of slapping meat. This but, is going to be, I get yeah, this is going to be the match with maybe not the biggest spots, but just watching somebody get clobbered until they can't fucking stand no more. That's fine by me. But you know? here's,
3: here's my question though. So is, is there going to be like, I don't know, like, a, is it going to be like thumbtacks and stuff?
1: Well, it's like, how are they going to, how
3: fashion. are they going to convey violence if they don't fall off of things and use? Well, it's a street
1: tacks. fight. It's a street fight. essentially. But how is
3: that violent compared to like, oh. I don't know, like, throwing yourself off of high things. That's way more violent than punching and kicking. No, not really. Punching. Not really. Are you sure? Because yeah. I've yeah. been told this is wrestling. Clap clap, clap,
1: clap, clap. Well, when I see somebody fall 50 feet and then bounce right back up in 2.3 seconds, like nothing happened, I don't, I don't think it hurt too much then. Right.
3: Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I've been told that that is wrestling now. According to the
1: internet,
2: and that,
3: and that this is sports entertainment, which is bad and shit and
1: garbage. I read Erocks' comments. He said, "I need the in crowd fighting." I thought you said, "I need the crowd fighting." How cool would that be, right? Seamus, like all six of these guys fighting in and out of the ring, and the fucking fans fighting too just kicking just a giant bar brawl in the middle of the uh, Wells Fargo arena.
3: Just, is, it? is it in Philly?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh God, that could be really happening. <laughs> 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 Actually, you know what? I say that. And then, you know, maybe Philly's
1: Philly's gotten a well, little bit soft after last know. week it's... where they,
3: where they acted like Wheeler, Utah was fucking Dr. Death.
1: Well, I mean, it's still the Irish versus the Germans, right? The Austrians. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like it could be a pretty even fight in Philadelphia. Oh my god.
3: Yeah, I like that. Philly sitting there like, hey, who wants to get into a fist fight? Oh, let me get some water and then we'll beat the fuck out of each. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we we're, we're in Philly, we don't do our talking with our hands. We do it with guns.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
3: Yeah, this this isn't a place for fist fighting. This is a place for fist shooting.
1: Good <laughs> <laughs> old Philly.
3: No, that's, yeah, this will be a fucking good match. Yeah, this they, will
1: at least be fucking. Be. I'm I'm in favor. I, I know Kev picked uh, uh, Imperium there to win. I'm more in favor of uh, the uh, the Irish boys taking this one because I think you got to even it out a little bit. I don't think we just immediately sweep Seamus and the boys under the rug. I think you keep this one going on for a bit. And if the yeah. Irish guys can't win in their own match. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody can pin one of the guy. They can pin the guy that's been acting like the fucking manager primarily in Imperium. Right. Old skinny tall one. Vici,
1: G- oh. G- Vici, the fucking Italian, right? By the way, that
3: yes. guy, you know what was funny? When he showed back up, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, that guy's fucking yoked. He looks like yeah. a big dude. And then it was like, ah, he's a secret short guy. Just like, yeah, like he's. I feel his pain. He's a short. He's a secret shorty.
1: Well, Gunther's us Austrian, right? He's not German. Ludwig is German, and Giovanni is Italian. So it's basically all they're missing now is a Japanese guy, and then they can just have like Team (laughs) Axis, just Team Axis.
3: Dude, don't say that too loud. Poor fucking.
1: um, (laughs) Hey, I'm willing. I'm willing, guys. You can bring my fat ass out there. I'll stand around the corner and cheer carry I'll wear it. I have a rice hat and uh...
3: <laughs> I, well, dude, don't say that too loud because then somebody from the office might hear it and they'll be like, Akira Tozawa sitting around and it'll be, uh, they'll be like, shit, we should fire him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no! <laughs> uh, that, that lucky son of a bitch, he's been getting paid for fucking ever, huh? Oh,
1: I think Triple H loves him.
3: He's well he's very good friends with Kevin Owens I, I believe
1: to this yeah, day. They were I,
3: good friends.
1: I so think I think he's really good friends with Triple H from what I understood. From what I've yeah. read, Tozawa and Triple Triple H loves Tazawa, which immediately makes me think that somewhere down the road of
3: Cena and Funaki?
1: Well, no, of William Regal and Tajiri. Oh, wow. I we, mean, doesn't it kind of make sense? <laughs> Tozawa is Triple H's fucking uh,
3: Tajiri. Oh, man. If only Triple H Triple H, you know, obviously, you know, is a promo guy. He's not the worst, but if only he was as expressive as Regal was in his day. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy, would that be fucking good. Regal just
1: did a podcast, too. They did the gentleman's podcast where he was talking about Tajiri, working with Tajiri for all those years and stuff like that. So if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube, so.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a great one for all the uh, for all the younger fans that missed out on that. That's genuinely some real fucking entertaining stuff. So
1: that is literally two completely different spectrum gimmicks that really led to a real friendship between those two guys. You yeah. Know?
3: Oh yeah. yeah, great and just it's great entertainment, great television as a as yeah. a
1: viewer. Oh, hilarious shit. Um, Edge versus Finn Balor, Judgment Day. Uh, showing up for uh, Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Oh boy! Uh,
3: you hope that just for whatever reason. Ed, uh, at this point, I don't even care if it's like fucky fuck storytelling. Just have just either put Edge back in the group or something, or have Finn lose and get him kicked out of this group because it makes zero sense having him there. Just zero no, fucking sense.
1: They they are trying to make sense for Finn Balor being there. And I will give them credit for it. The AJ Styles stuff that has been going around with the judgment day with Finn Balor desperately trying to recruit AJ Styles and AJ Styles going, dude, I don't want nothing to do with you motherfuckers like literally doing that. And Finn Balor at every turn, throwing up the fucking two sweet, throwing up the bullet club shit, guilting. He's guilting the fuck out of AJ Styles. And it's weird because once again, it feels like WWE is doing a lot more complex level storylines because now you're not just dealing with it's Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. No, now there's now there's complications because Finn Balor this entire time has been saying, dude, I'm your friend. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. But you and me, we have a real history. Why are you not on board? And fucking AJ Styles is like, dude, I'm a family man. I don't have time for this shit. I'm <laughs> not going to be some, reasonable, yeah. right? but they're both reasonable because you would think somebody yeah. that you've been friends with for fucking 20 years or something like that would be the guy that you'd expect to come hang out. Right,
3: right, right, right. So it's
1: like, oh, you know, wow. Now you have a complex storyline involving charisma Finn Balor. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. This kind of makes sense. I'm, I'm kind of confused. And even though Finn Balor's already beat him up in a match and stuff like that, he's also restrained himself because they haven't done to AJ Styles what they were doing to fucking Edge, what they were doing to Rey Mysterio, what they were doing to anybody else. So Judgment Day is clearly backing off of AJ Styles because Finn Balor really wants him to come into the fold. That's his
3: friend.
4: Yeah.
1: But that's complex. That's complex story writing do you know
3: how funny it is like i just like the way that you said that he's like i'm a family like i'm thinking to myself like aj styles legitimately having that conversation where he's just like come be come be goth with me (laughs) and my friend aj Styles like i'm a 43 year old guy from georgia what the fuck he's like i can't be coming to your goddamn blade parties Mm -hmm. hanging around (laughs) (laughs) listening to listening to fucking early 2000s techno i can't be doing shit like
1: aj styles wearing fucking bret hart shades listening to edm yeah fantastic (laughs) like like yes the the goth community (laughs) thank you
3: (laughs) so aj what do you think about your large following in the goth community
1: (laughs) and then on the other side obviously you got the shit with you know um Rhea and Dominic Damien yeah. Priest is, is a fucking just a solid. Ba- no, I, I hate repeating myself on these shows sometimes, but I got to throw this out there too. So the whole thing with Dominic, right? Kevin is just really upset that Ray is old and Ray lately has looked really old out in that ring. And yeah. I don't have a doubt in my mind that Ray is ultimately going to lose this feud. And Dominic is going to become a mainstay member of Judgment Day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean, Ray has to stop eventually.
1: Right. Well, I mean, for God's sake. But here's so. the thing. He, he doesn't completely stop. So Ray disappears for a while. And this is this is my fantasy book. This is my Mistradamus moment. And I talked about it earlier. And I say there will be a time when it comes up that Rhea Ripley dumps Dominic Mysterio. And Judgment Ooh. Day and Rhea Ripley destroy Dominic Mysterio. And that's when you bring Ray Mysterio back to save his fucking son. To save his son that made all these bad choices, that made these bad directions. And you save him from himself. And then you turn Dominic into the baby face. And people will cheer him.
3: Hopefully, by then, Dominic physically looks
1: better. More, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> not saying. Physically looks
3: more ready to be a guy on TV. Well, that's
1: yet. the other thing, too, is he's learning while he's with Judgment Day, right? Like, let's, right, right. let's be honest. Him hanging out with those three people is nothing but classes. That's literally what that is. That's classes. Learn from Damian Priest. Learn from Finn Balor. Learn from Ray Ripley. This Rhea Ripley. is class time. Right, You're no longer being trained by Edge and your dad. Now you're being trained by three other people. Dominic needs to grow up, and I don't just mean physically, but I mean in the ring as well. So I'm hoping by the time that this Judgment Day and Dominic thing runs its course, Dominic will be able to stand on his own two feet.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can only hope after years of investment in him and this thing working out fairly decently that they got something to do with it. Uh,
1: Brian says judgment day just shoots HGH into Dominic. Just oh, yeah, dude. random vignettes of Dominic with his <laughs> fucking pants down around his ankles.
3: I I was just saying, I think he needs to give a, uh, give a call to MJF oh, and be like, yeah. Hey, uh, what's you what you doing there, buddy? Because uh, old Dom needs a little, <laughs> needs a taste of that himself. Uh, he's been doing just, good
1: though, man. His, His promo on Monday, talking about how much I fucking hate you, Dad. Oh, just, it's like it keeps getting worse and worse. And it's always, and they knew, man, they're they're trademarking the move of Ripley just whispering into his ear. Because every time she does, he says something horrific. Just (laughs) something awful. Which really makes you wonder, like, what the fuck is going on in Ripley's mind? You know? I, I, oh, did you
3: ever did you see the interview with Rhea too where she's like if Dom wants mommy Dom gets mommy if yeah. Dom, Dom wants daddy he gets daddy and I'm thinking to myself I'm like oh. imagine the amount of people watching that and they're like f- even though they know it's fake yeah. like, fuck you Dom it's like, <laughs> yeah, of course they're like fuck you so fucking <laughs> <just> I, <that."
1: laughs> I, I love that meme that is fantastic bro Oh, I love that.
3: Oh, it's just a hey, Dominic happy,
1: Dominic sad, Dominic angry, Dominic mournful, surprised, confused, proud, aroused, like really really aroused, all the same look. <laughs> it's fantastic.
3: Well, you know, this this might be one of those moments too where, hey, if we're going to put all this money behind this kid and this kid's going to get, you know, this rocket put on him, send him to send him to acting classes, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. If we're going to already well, listen, if Wednesday night's just going to call them phony sports entertainment, anyways, mm. and send them to the
1: goddamn acting classes, yeah.
3: what are mm. we fucking around
1: for? Here? No, it's fine. I, I, I think he's actually he's improved so much since the storyline. Seriously. Look, I, I know Dom isn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but where he's come from with the Buddy Murphy is, you know, deep dick in my sister storyline. To what the During judgment a pandemic. day? <laughs> yeah,
3: like <laughs> the world's ending, and he's like, "Don't date my sister." <laughs> it's like <laughs> everybody's like, "Shit, am I gonna have a house in two weeks?" And he's like, "Oh no, my sister has a boyfriend."
1: Yeah. But that's I what I'm saying. It was so, matters. it was so awful. And you look at what he's doing now. At least it's like, oh, dude, he's a scumbag now. Look, and, and, I, and I know I have friends that are saying, oh, you're just trolling. No, dude, the The whole point is is that Dominic hasn't improved. Well, he's improved in the way that you want him to improve. He's improved in the way that people will pay money to watch somebody kick the ever-loving fuck out of this kid. Yeah. People want yeah. to see this kid get his shit pushed in. Yeah,
3: I'd like, rather see him. I'd rather see them trying to do something with this kid on TV at this point with creatively like right. they're trying it's not just it's not you know let's put him in a hawaiian shirt and call him happy dominic right and right, see what right, the fuck right. will happen like there's actually some sort of creative fucking build to
1: this. <laughs> yeah he's right. gonna get pushed in when uh he wants daddy huh right wow wouldn't that be great if dominic just cuts a promo about being a switch hitter um, oh by oh. the way dad <laughs> <laughs> by the way father Hefe. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> by the way,
3: father, I also enjoy chorizo.
1: Edge's time with this is, is almost done though. I, I don't think, you know, edge is going to go any further with judgment day. I think he's going to lose to Finn Balor. Um, but I think there's going to be, um, fuckery. I think AJ might get involved. I wouldn't be surprised to see Ray Mysterio out there. You know what I mean? Cause you already got judgment day openly saying that they're going to be out there with Finn, obviously, So edge is going to have backup and there might even be a fourth person that we're not expecting. I don't know, but yeah, Yeah. I'm going to say that judgment day, Finn Balor wins this.
3: Yeah. But you you have to assume if they're going to keep it moving along, then right. Right.
1: That's uh, that's extreme rules, Joe. That's it. That's all the rules. Well, I'm thinking there's going to be one more match after the fun. (laughs) And I, I don't think I've ever said this about the street profits. Uh, Well, no, not since the Viking Raiders, Um, the fun promo that the street profits had against the bloodline. I know that there's a match between solo and uh, was it Ford or was it Dawkins? I think it was Dawkins. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think there might, there (laughs) might even be, there might even be, well, no, it was pretty good because they were talking shit to Sammy And Sammy was was demanding respect for the fucking bloodline and everything else like that, and then uh, and Angelo Dawkins all of a sudden got his big boy pants and started getting up in their faces,
3: Mister Four Seventy
1: Seven, Angelo Dawkins. I was very surprised. It wasn't got the cojones to stand up to him. He at least knows the talk. He he might not know the walk, but he at least knows the talk. So I was kind of impressed. Maybe that's how they break him
3: up. Yeah, and Brian is
1: right. Dawkins is trying. Well, that's the whole thing. Dawkins actually had a really good match a month and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. I remember even talking about it on the missionary, uh, the the Monday night uh, Mish recap. Yeah, but he did. He did very good. So it's it's weird. Dawkins, I don't know if it's intentional or not intentional, but there are times in Dawkins' life where he can turn that shit up to 11.
3: Well, that's the problem Is is that... Because he's such a plain Jane, he's just a regular. He's he's too schmowy. He's too schmowy looking of a guy. Like I think when people go crazy over Ford, it's like, well, Ford's yoked. He has a look to him. He can dress the part. He can move the part. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't look like every dude walking around at the mall. where Dawkins does. So if Dawkins is going to stand a chance of doing anything by himself, when this thing ends, he's got to be 11 all the time. Right. He can't have these flashes of brilliance. He's got to get really good. Cause that's, that's the only way that you're able to survive in wrestling. If you're not a dude that looks like you should be on the fucking show. Right. Right. You have to be so, you have to be Kevin Owens. You got to be like legitimately undeniably, better than the majority of people and i don't know if that guy can get there
1: Mm. well i i I, I don't know know, i don't know what it's going to take but if he keeps narrowing it down right if he starts narrowing it down and perfecting what he's good at and making what he's good at look great he might be okay he might be able to pass with this for a while i think the problem is, is he has so much on his plate he's trying to catch up to too many groups right so the one problem is is that me and you have both said it. Montez Ford is the better uh, commodity in that group. Yeah. But then you put Clear those day. two guys together and who, who have they had to face? Who, who have they had to look up to? They had to try who? and look up to the new day. They had to try and look up to the who sells like these are, these are well-established teams, well-established teams that, that carry weight with the kind of matches that they have. And street profits always felt like runner up. That's what these guys were. Even when they were doing the the Viking Raiders things, they they were still the runners up. So it's about time that fucking Dawkins and Ford get their shit together. And Dawkins realizes that, dude, you got to come to play. And if this is the stage of it, you know, I'm okay with it. Like I said, I want him to succeed. I want them to succeed. I don't want them to fail. I, I have a far more amount of respect for the street profits than I will for shit row any day of the week.
3: Yes. Any day oh, of the fucking yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, that's unfair.
1: Well, no, it is fair because <laughs> that's, like, that's
3: putting them on the same level is, is, is well. If really you ask, if
1: you ask shit row, they'll tell you that they're better than everybody else. I know. And there's know. people that will just buy into that crap. So yeah. anyways, I would expect that there might be an Usos versus street profits match at extreme rules as well. Like an impromptu match, maybe set up on Friday. Um, there's also the white rabbit that's going to show up, which is probably going to be Bray Wyatt. Ugh. I'm okay with it because I want, because there were, I guess one of the clues or something like that was leading to like erasing the past. And if that's true, the, the only person I can think of in that arena that has anything to do with Bray Wyatt's past is Alexa bliss.
3: Yeah. And I
1: hope he goes there and he fucking whites her out i really do i just want him to put her on the obits just fucking go out there finish her drop her with a finish in the middle of her match too i hope it's it's right in the smack middle of bianca belair and bailey and he just shows up and he just fucking picks up alexa bliss and spears her right into the fucking corner post and then just walks away
3: that would make sense
1: Oh, it I mean, it's not
3: even just like a matter of you being like, I think she sucks. It's really, it would make sense. Yeah, She turned on the fucking guy and then he left for a year and a half. Right.
1: I I try to have some kind of logic to my psychosis. No, it's not. It's not just random off the wall shit. Yeah. Alexa Bliss did him dirty. It's not like,
3: it's not like,
1: it's not like Luke. I like
3: to wear a top hat in my straight jacket.
1: Eric Rowan and Luke aren't hanging around anymore, guys. No
3: god fucking right? points. i mean the only other
1: person might be braun strowman but i don't want to see fucking immediately bray going after braun
3: no no thank you uh, i i don't know man my general feeling on bray coming back is the same it's the same vibe as you get when all your friends like a band that you think is shitty and that band's coming around and they're all excited to go and you're like I'm glad you guys are excited. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think Bray sucks. I just, yes. I, I'm all set with them. I've mm. had more than enough Bray, but like, it's like, if everyone's like, dude, I can't wait for Bray to come to town. Dude, Bray. Yeah. Let's all fucking go out to eat before it and see Bray. I'm, I, I, I don't want to be like, guys, Bray is fucking awful. Like, well, don't you all know Bray stinks? Like Bray's been shitty for years. Like, you know what? Just let everyone have
1: Bray. Bray, Bray had a touch of it. something that's the problem with bray
3: yeah bray had one one or two good songs no, like, yeah, bray no, no, has no, a couple of no. good songs it's yeah.
1: not even it's not even that I, th- I think it's it's the uh oh my god what's his name uh the Sean o'hare syndrome the oh. Sean o'hare syndrome was they gave him a gimmick that immediately got over like wildfire and then they fucked it up and fired his ass well yeah i mean <laughs> They fucked it up by giving him Roddy Piper as a mouthpiece and then Mm -hmm. shit canning the whole gimmick. And his gimmick got over so well that people still reference it today. Still. It's I'm not telling you something you don't already know. Well, Bray Wyatt got over with that Cape fear gimmick. He got over with the, my daddy, my daddy told me things and these things are evil things about evil men and that idea of a talent that was able to be that we never got it we never they pulled the rug out from underneath us then we got lantern bray and firefly bray and and fucking uh, a bunch of hillbillies in the woods bray and then mm. burning my sister in a house with Randy Orton leaving the oven on Bray and then fucking wacky Wee Herman Bray. But we never got Cape Fear Bray again.
3: Yeah. But this is what's, what sucks about it is just like any horror movie, right? I don't want to see Ch- Chucky verse, uh, fucking scream mask at this point. Like I'm like, all right, I've seen Chucky. Chucky's not scary anymore. Mm chucky's not intimidating to me like it's like man could you imagine if when you were a little kid you had a doll in your room and it came to life you're like well that's fucking dark yeah. and now it's like now the doll's like done the Macarena and like you know like uh, fucked a fucking uh you know a barbie and been like yeah she was a good lay. like i'm like okay this isn't scary anymore yeah and that's the- how i feel about bray i'm like i've already seen bray uh,
1: do all the corny shit on the planet. But the new Chucky series, like the way you're painting that actually kind of defeats itself. Because Chucky's not the bad guy anymore. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. Chucky's, Chucky's the you want Chucky to murder these assholes. Oh, so Chucky's like Dexter? Yeah, a little bit. Right. Chexter? Yeah, he's Chexter. Yes. That's kind of. All right, that's not bad. You want him to murder these bad humans. These shitty people. Because he's not he's not just out there killing randomly now. Now he's killing people because they're fucking pieces of shit.
3: Yeah. I kind of like the idea of that. I'll have to look at it. I'll have to watch some of that. Yeah. Is it on USA? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, like? USA. Wow. USA finally has a good show on it. Waka waka. <laughs> well, you
1: didn't like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bentley or, oh my God. Uh, I
3: was going to say Monday Night Raw, Mish. That's what no. I <laughs> I heard Burn Notice was good. I never yes. sat down and watched
1: it, I know that. Um, yeah, but, uh, other than Bray Wyatt coming back, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up extreme rules for the most part. I only coughed really hard twice during the show. So we're getting there. Yeah. I'm thinking by Saturday I'll, I'll be all right. So, but yeah, no, genuinely thank you for the fucking plus. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I've just completely let go of. Uh, thank God for DJ. Who's been keeping up the YouTube content and stuff like that over there. It's been very helpful. But uh, thank you for being patient with me. It's been fucking awful for these last couple of weeks. So thank you. And uh, let's get the fuck out of here, dude. See everybody either tomorrow or Saturday then, right? Me, yeah. Okay, all right. We'll be here.